and gentlemen, welcome to Marvel 30 Questions. This is Loki 30 Questions, a show where each week we'll ask 30 questions about the latest episode of Loki on Disney+. Plus. I'm your host, Adam Portress, and I'm joined by a man who uh, is not Bruce Leslie. Sweet Jones of Kovacs from the internet. You know, if I could go to any place in time, I would also go back to the me with the jet ski. And a man who is not Bruce Leslie. Bruce, Le- wait a minute, he's not here. <laughs> so Bruce is uh, out this week. Uh, but uh, fear not, we do have Bruce's questions. He got called on on the way at a Nexus event that was far more uh, popular than what we're doing over here. Uh, so we wish him uh, the best of uh, luck with all of those good things. But we got 30 questions for you about Season 1, Episode 4 of Loki, entitled The Nexus Event. And if you would like to get your questions featured on the show, which we have a boatload of them. I don't have a single question of my own this week. That's how many questions that we've wow, got. Wow, really? Those These are all these are all. Written in questions. Yes, these are all written in questions, and uh, we, I, th- I think maybe there might be one that I missed. But uh, like, we're we're getting to a point where we're going to start bumping into you guys' questions as well. Everybody, so, uh, we did it. Everybody, let's high five. Everybody's high five, and this is terrific. Now, why are you okay? First and foremost, I hate to do this all the show, but we're just going to do it right here, right now. Why is it terrific? Is it terrific because I'm not asking questions? Is this what no, you're saying? No, I, I have no problem with your <laughs> questions. It's that it's that now like people feel comfortable enough sending us questions. It's awesome. They do. Like, I really, really like that. That's happening. It's it means that people are interacting with the show instead of just passively listening which i love i love it it's very true and 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 it really super helps me on uh weeks like this week where i was really behind the eight ball so like you have no much you have no idea how much i love you uh listeners and writers and uh and if you'd like to do that marvel 30q at uh, gmail.com and of course the sooner that you get those in or in and uh you know make them short sweet and to the point and everything and uh we'll see if we can get you on the show here let's start it off with question number one this one comes to us from bo bo writes in More than any other episode, this week showed me that almost nothing we've been presented with to date has been real. With that in mind, was there a moment in this week's episode that made you realize that a long long con has been indeed played upon us? Side note, for me, it was Mobius getting pruned. Once I saw that, I knew things were a giant faint. Bo from Austin, Texas. And Bo, let me tell you, throwing in the word faint like that, like you get five more style points for me on that one. If if we were on around the horn, he would have just given you like five points. You get one of them. Yeah, you, you get a couple of points under your name there. Uh, I I will tell you this, Bo. I think that uh, because I, the way that I hate to talk about process on the show, but I'm going to for a second here. The way that I have to watch the shows that I like, like you know, like Loki and uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I have to watch it like this. I watch it just as a watcher. Um, because I just enjoy it so much and I want to pay attention to the show. We call this the Owatu cut. Go ahead. (laughs) And not think about, and not think about what I have to get done later. You know, I just want to enjoy the show. And so uh, the first time around watching the the episode this week, watching, watching the head get cut off of the robot and having it land at her feet, which I think is the first time you're supposed to really know what's happening is the first time that I realized that everything was fake. And, and, and so I am, I am not one of those people who watch a watches like a murder mystery and go, Oh, they did it. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're the one who did it for sure. I can't do those myself. Whenever any of those things are up there, be it like, you know, uh, you know, your Puro stuff and stuff like that. I'm never one who's trying to figure it out. But I like I've I've known and dated people who are very much those like I've got to figure it out. Here's this thing. I'm like, shut up and let me just enjoy this thing. I don't need to I don't need to like prune it out there and find exactly what what's what every time. I don't that's not me at least. I have spent a whole lot of time with people who like guessing, but I am not a guesser. Uh, so when, when that robot lands at their feet, I was like, huh? And I think, I think Bruce called this halfway, right? Like we got to give him like a half point on this because Bruce thought that the, that the time Lords were, were fake and that the, uh, and that the lady judge was the one who was actually in charge. So he gets a half a point for that because the, the, the lady ain't in charge. Because she doesn't know what's going on. Only half point, Leslie. Half point. That's mm-hmm. it. Uh, let's go on to question number two for Bruce. Bruce writes in, <laughs> uh, uh, is Morbius a variant of Mobius. Vanilla Ice? Because the, in the 90s, that guy rode a lot of jet skis. I included this mostly because, number one, I thought it was funny. Number two, I actually listened to a podcast this week called uh, One Hit Thunder which I would recommend. It's all about one-hit wonder shows. And this week, they were talking about Ice Ice Baby by, by Vanilla Ice. And sure enough, that was one of the things that they talked about in the episode is how Vanilla Ice, like after he was kind of done a little bit with the first little half of his music career, he was like, I want to take time off from music and focus on jet skiing. Well, he's from Miami, right? I mean, well, that's what he says in the song. I don't know how much of that's probably true. I mean, his name's Robert Van Winkle for crying out loud. So he's probably from outside of Miami, but he, I mean, he's from that area. <laughs> uh, here's the thing that I realized uh, when, when Mobius brings up that if I could choose any place in time, I would go to the place in time where I had a jet ski. I realized that uh, that that very moment, Oh, we're totally going to see Owen Wilson on a jet ski by the end of this season. One at this point, like there is no way we don't see that by the end of this season. There's just no way. Okay, what if we're going to call some stuff here because that's what we do on these shows. Sometimes we're just like, let's point to the stands, and if we get it right, we're going to look like heroes, and if we get it wrong, no one will remember that we got it wrong. But. I, I like to think that maybe we'll get a post a post credit sequence on the last one, and that's when he'll be writing it. Maybe maybe I'm that's totally fine with that. One. I am totally fine with that. I, I I would I would like that, but I think that I don't think it'll be a a, a post credit stinger. I think that it's going to be. I, I literally think it's going to be a plot line by the end of this movie or by the end of this series. Now we were, season. I don't know if we, I don't I can't remember if we uh, remember asking this one on the air or answering it on the air rather. Uh, but somebody did ask us like, if they did that, what 90s song would they be playing? I don't know if we answered that question or not, but I know it was asked at one point is if he's riding around on a, on a jet ski, what 90s song will he be playing while he does it? My guess it's is that, it's that song from Blur, of course. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, what's uh, song? Song two is, I believe, yeah. the name of that one. Woohoo! Number three, Sean. Question three. We've all been there. I'm asking this question because of Mobius's uh, attraction towards uh, Lady Judge, who we now know is bad. We've all been there. How awful does someone have to be before your senses kick back in? And you back off being attracted to that person. 
Well, it takes a while to learn it, though, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I can tell you because I have the reason why I asked this question is because I literally have a for instance where one night I was uh, uh, when I was a younger man, I was at a bar with the, the girl that I was with and uh, she got so angry at someone. She picked a pool ball up and threw it at someone. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, we are done <laughs> this seems Within to the be next a day or two this thing is over <laughs> turns out you'll just assault random people at, at a local bar i don't know that you're quite that's not. how mad that, I, mean, I mean like if that's how mad she is with some random stranger who like made an honest mistake when I do something terrible, I can only imagine what's going to happen. I got to get out of this. I got I got to pull the, the the escape cord. It is one of those things that, like, I guess we don't think about enough, but especially when you know you're first meeting someone and stuff. Like, I I don't know about you, but I definitely judge someone by how they like treat other people, especially like wait staff and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but if you I, treat. I learned- Waste staff I, like, like you garbage. say, I learned that late. Like, I, I it took me a while to learn that, but yeah, yeah, it it, it takes a minute, and there, and the, but that's that's also the problem, certainly in, in being young. A lot of times, is that you will see these red flags. There will be these things in front of you saying, "No, do not go here. Go the opposite direction. What's wrong with you?" And you go, "They don't know what they're talking about. I'm gonna be just fine." And no, you won't be. You you were right to begin with. Trust your instincts, people. Uh, let's go on to question number four. Uh, this one comes to us from Andrew. Andrew writes, what exactly was child Loki about to do that caused her time, her entire timeline to be eliminated and her to be declared as a variant? That's from Andrew. Andrew, I think I have an answer for you here. Uh, I, I think that it's because the TVA just wants to eliminate all, all timelines is kind of what it sounds like to me. Uh, if, if I may start my own crackpot theory here, I think that there is, I don't know who it is yet. Uh, I have some guesses as to who, who runs the TVA. Uh, but I think that they want to get rid of all variations of timelines because they, this is the one that they, the only one they can exist in or it's the one that favors them. And so I don't think that child, that little girl Loki did anything wrong at all. I think that they're trying to get rid of all timelines everywhere. Just so this one favorable timeline can exist for this one very powerful person. Exactly. It's the thing that we want it to actually do. And anything that we decide is a variation outside of the form that we have decided is the correct form is what we'll go against because it's not what we actually want. Number five. That's good. This one goes to Bruce's question. Mobius wants to get it on with the boss lady. Like that's the only way he's so gullible with her, but not with anyone else. Right. Well, it's like the song says, when a man loves a woman, uh, lion eyes can never see. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you get to the end and you don't realize that uh, that's that's you're you're letting your guard down because you are uh, you're infatuated with the person that you're going after. And uh, that that le- especially in in stories like this leads to nothing but uh, bad news. This show also seems to have a tell when it comes to both. Uh, the Loki character and the Mobius character, which is that whenever they let the actor 
say, say more than what's written on the page. Mm -hmm. That is usually informing you that this character has something more here. So like what I what the, the moment I'm thinking about specifically is Moby is talking to the judge lady in the first episode. He's like, it seems like I'm always looking up at you. It seems appropriate. That's that there's no way that was written. That, that is, that is him adding to the script mm-hmm. that is Owen Wilson adding to the script. That knowing uh, something in the, knowing something that we as an audience at that particular time do not know. Right. And so uh, to add, to add a level of like humor and emotion and cuteness to this, to this relationship, they let the actor do more than what's written. And, and it, and and they do the same thing with Loki as well, where, you know, when he's, when he's speaking about certain things, you, it it seems to be the tell of the show that, Oh, they're letting Tom Hiddleston say whatever he wants in this, in this moment. And, and it, it's a tell that, Oh, okay. So there is more here than meets the eye because they're letting these actors improv lines, which, which is fine. It's just that if you can spot it and, you know, I'm pretty good at being able to spot it on the show Mm. that, Oh, there's something more there. And I, I never put that together until this week that, Oh, whenever they're in these, these actors are improving, that is because the, this is an emotional thing that we are not privy to. Yeah. I, I, I buy that, especially coming from what we've seen from these actors in these shows. And I think you're right there. There's a certain time where it feels like, yeah, you can tell that they've been given a little bit more freedom than what was was actually on the page itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number six. Who do you think was more excited to get that call for Marvel? The dude who was Quicksilver in the X-Men movies or Jamie Alexander as Sif? That's a good one because like those are two that I would figure would certainly... As, okay, you got Quicksilver on the one hand going, why on earth would they call me? They're they're getting rid of all the Fox stuff. There's no reason that they would say, what, little old me? Why, yes, I will come. I think he's probably got to win, because at least Jamie Alexander was like in a couple of Thor movies and stuff. Had It's not like she was like a complete background character, but she wasn't like you know somebody who was super upfront or anything. I mean, I, I think maybe you know, Zachary Levi might have like probably the worst time of all of these people because it's like, well, oh, you're going to go off and do Shazam, huh? You're going to be some sort of a, sort of a big shot, huh? All right, fine. You can leave our, we'll, we'll kill you and the five other people in this uh, group that don't matter. Well, I'm, but I mean, come on, man. Like looking at these two people's careers, Jamie Alexander and, and, and Zachary Levi, I mean, Zachary Levi, totally got upgraded he's doing all right <laughs> yes <laughs> he's doing whereas, okay, that guy. whereas you know jamie alexander's on some show on nbc that no one watches you know i mean yeah. it's, it's the tale of two cities here yeah i listen I, I i can't blame you there but there's we'll have another sif question uh coming up and not too awful long so we'll- and, and by the way, I, I, I know that Quicksilver's name was Evan Peters. It's just that I had a lot of information that I had to get out, and I couldn't have too many names being thrown around. I know his name is Evan Peters. Is the guy with the face. You know who we're talking about. You know, runs real fast. Real, the fast guy with the, the legs and the, and the carpenter he's, he's song playing. the best playing. part of a very, very good X-Men movie. And then the best part of the worst one. 
Yeah, and the best part of the worst one also. <laughs> exactly. It's like the sympathizer are like, oh, that was really sweet. Too bad the rest of this movie blows. <laughs> yeah, why am I wasting my time with this? Why isn't this the movie? Is there a Quicksilver movie? Who said they wanted a Quicksilver movie? But son of a gun, here we are. <laughs> well, you know what I said? I, if you remember, you know, a, a couple of years ago, I was like, since, since there isn't going to be Wolverine and X-Men anymore, I mean, you know, you got to have a movie with the people that you like, so you might as well have it be bloody Deadpool and the kid who plays Quicksilver and you know, Magneto, young Magneto, like have that be your movie, not <laughs> the young not Magneto Chronicles, <laughs> whatever it is. But I mean, like, you don't. all people are going to think is, Oh, Wolverine isn't in this. Like that's all people are going to see <laughs> Deadpool, put Deadpool in there. Where's Wolverine at? There should be a Wolverine in this movie. Shut up. We're taking exactly. our time. Number seven. Uh, if you were to spend time with your female self during an apocalypse, would you fall in love with her slash you? And how much fun, how much fun would you have with the uh, boomsticks knowing that they don't actually kill anyone? That's from Patrick, a.k.a. Squish Hands. Mr. Squash Hands. Squash Mr. Hands. I'm Squash sorry. Hands. I read that wrong. Mrs. Squash Hands, uh, uh, part one, Do we are we sure that those boomsticks don't kill people? Are, are we sure about that? They certainly have that cool, like, that. I love that sound of them, of the disintegrating kind of thing as they kind of burn up, so to speak. Um, I, but, I, I've only, but I only got to see it once this week, so I'm a little behind, I'll be honest. But the big question, the big question here is, would you fall in love with the with the opposite sex version or maybe same sex version, but different, whatever, well, let's whatever ask, you're into? Well, let's ask, let's ask the question for the man who's not here. I feel like Bruce would absolutely fall in love with himself. Oh, there's no way. There's too much self-loathing. In that uh, man. I think. But that, at the same time, too, though, at the same time, I feel like he would just be like a lot of the self-interest that we've got together. We like a lot of the same stuff. So maybe I can. You know, get around some of the things I hate because we like so many of the same things. That's what I'm thinking. Adam, besides you, Bruce hates himself the most of almost anyone I know. <laughs> There's like maybe two people I know who hate themselves more than you, but you're close to the top of that list. But Bruce is up there too. Like right. Bruce is Bruce really, really has some issues with Bruce <laughs> Leslie. <laughs> uh, like I'm, I, the problem is I wouldn't fall in love with myself. Like I, I, let me just answer that question. Mr. Squash hands. I, I am not somebody who, uh, man, this is going to sound awful, but I'm not somebody who easily falls in love. And so, uh, if I met the female version of me, I probably would not fall in love with that person. Um, because j just because I, I wouldn't, and, and I don't hate myself nearly as much as Bruce and Adam hate themselves. Now I will tell you this. So here's the thing from my experience. And I will tell you that I think is a bad thing because I have gone down that road. And I think that I, I should not go after someone who would be like myself because ultimately uh, from what I have learned in my own personal experience, that is not something I, again, I don't like me all that much. Why would I want to be someone who's an awful lot like me? So uh, I think that goes into a account for me. So I'm just like I, I think I would at first. I'd be like, oh, this guy's got it all. This you know, the, the, this person, uh, you know, if it's me as a as a lady, let's call it that. It's like, oh, likes everything that I like. Everything seems to be good here. Uh, but ultimately, uh, I want somebody who's not me. 
because I, I I like me, but I also don't like me. So I, I got I got to go the I got to go the opposite. Like the, like the first glance is like, ooh, this is somebody who's exactly like me. This feels like the perfect match. Mm, you you've, you've gone down that path before and it's stung in the ass. So you want to try that one again, or you want to you want to be a you want to be a smarter man about it? I'm thinking gonna be a smarter man about it. Quite frankly. The hell question. Yeah, I, I think that you would be actually. Uh, you know, I think that you got bit by somebody who was uh, who was kind of similar to you. Yeah, I think so. I, I think that's and and that's and and I've certainly had that before, even outside of even romantic relationships. Honestly, there was like this guy in in a youth group, like when I was a kid, who like we absolutely hated each other, and like for one. One day we kind of like came to some weird realization that like the reason that we didn't like each other is because we were too much alike. You know, it was just like, oh, well, I feel like you're trying to be me. Oh, you're trying to be me. That sort of thing. And like we resolved it and, you know, there was, you know, never bad blood between us. And unfortunately, the guy died. Not too awful long ago, so but oh, that's uh, too bad. But but it was it. I kind of felt nice that we got to like it, it, unspoken, but an end to where it was just like you know what I don't have a problem with you, and I don't think he had a problem with me, uh, just because we both realized that we were kind of the same person who was you know sometimes if you have that personality, you the last thing you need is two of those in the same room. <laughs> so Adam, I'm going to ask you the question everyone's thinking, which sure. is do you do you have an alibi? For uh, it's, it's, I, I try to come up with some good ones. I like carry cash receipts and stuff. Okay, good. Just in because case. I'm going to guess that the police are going to come your way at some point here. So, well, I mean, I've got. Listen, I'm a I'm a good tap dance man. If you know what I'm saying, I'm just kind of getting. I think that you think you're a good tap dance man. I listen. <laughs> Read <laughs> <Be> that as <laughs> it may. <laughs> what are we? Question eight. If you arrest a seven-year-old for being a variant, isn't that kind of like arresting them for being in a strip bar? It's wrong, but there are way more adults that should be arrested behind the situation. And, you know, we kind of already answered this question, but yes, it's not, it's not the seven-year-old's fault, but it has nothing to do with the person's age. It has to do with the timeline that person is in. Yeah. Keep keep them in one particular thing, but there is always that spot where, I mean, we've seen it. You, you've seen if you ever do like you know weird open mic stuff, and you'll see like kids out at like bars at ungodly times of night, and you're like, "What? What are you doing? How are you a parent? Who's allowing you to be a parent? That that this is what you're doing with your child on a, on a weeknight?" Back when I used to drink, the two things that would make me more like would just annoy the hell out of me. One was children in a bar during the day. Uh, it just very annoying. And, 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 and I get it. Like, yeah, you want to watch the game also, but this is the only place you can watch it. And so you got to bring your kid. But even with that being said, like, come on, uh, just don't watch the game. Yeah. And, and the other thing is anyone who played the doors before 7 PM, like who's listening to the doors at noon? Like that is a, that is a night band. If there was ever a night band, yeah. I hate the doors. I hate classic rock as you know, but I, but it, it's so egregious to be playing the doors, you know, at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a strange one. I had the same, I had the same thought with Ranchero music when I lived in Orlando, that would be like what my neighbors would play at like, you know, 10 o'clock on a Saturday, the only day I got <laughs> off to sleep. And it was just like 10 o'clock in the morning, just blaring. They were having a good time. God bless them. But it was just like, this is the one day I have. And this is the most repetitive music I've ever heard in my entire life. I just want to put a bullet in my head. 
<laughs> that was school for me. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, listen, I I understand all of it. It makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah. Question nine: Have you noticed that superhero movies don't feature plot lines about money anymore? The last one I can think of is Superman Returns, where it's Lex Luthor trying to make a land grab. Why do you think that is? Why do you Why do you think that finances don't have a part of superhero movies anymore? I think ultimately because, and this is going to sound like you know, you know, really kind of bringy or whatever, but like it, it's because we've just gone away from a, a, a cash system so much. The, you know, we, we lived in, remember the fifties in the fifties, you could like steal a million dollars and that could fit inside of like the trunk of a LeBaron or something. Right now, a million dollars is just a whole bunch of ones and zeros. It means nothing. It's, it's just, it's this little number that might as well just be, you know, a, a couple of blips on a screen. That's it. That's all it really is. So I think the physical, uh, quality of money being there is just kind of gone for people because people don't treat money like that anymore. I mean, it sounds a little reductive, but I, I think that's the case. I, I just think people aren't uh, aren't holding money as much these days anymore, and therefore money, at least in its like you know kind of solid form, doesn't mean as much. I have a a uh, reason for this as well. Since I since I wrote this question yesterday, I have an answer for this, which is that for the most part now, in order to steal enough money to make it interesting enough for a viewer, it has to be someone hacking this money, and there is nothing less heroic than somebody smashing through a wall to punch the face of a pasty skinny person sitting behind a desk i've got your money now (laughs) you know you know some 22 year old kid in a hoodie with doritos sitting next to them in mountain dew you know like that's like the least that's the least heroic thing in the world so that that might be one of the reasons why yeah it's too much and we've gone beyond that now and like and now not for nothing but like i kind of to a small degree, I, I like giving a little bit of credit that's to uh, Austin Powers, because Austin Powers put together that you know the whole kind of shtick of like really yeah, you're asking for a million dollars, billion dollars yeah. what's what's that all about? It's like that's not yeah. even a thing anymore. Like you know back in your day, sure it was a it's a whole thing, but not not so much for us anymore. And so I think that's I think there's a bit of that that still carries over. So uh, your money woes can be laid upon the the head of Mike Myers. <laughs> Well, also the Joker, right, from Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. Because the whole thing about the Joker in Dark Knight is that he, he, you know, some men just want to watch the world burn, like that whole speech. Because don't worry, I'm just burning my half. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. That's my half of the money. Your half's fine. (laughs) Right, don't worry about it, big baby. Number 10, Uh, if Morbius was softening Loki up. It's Mobius. Mobius, what did I say? You keep saying Morbius. Oh, Mobius. That's 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 the uh, that's the guy with the the things that hold above the kid's head while they're laying in the bed. If uh, Mobius, or, okay, if you were Mobius and softening up Loki for your next conversation, would you have such a weak touch with him? That's from the Reverend Bob. Uh, I think. I I, I think that Mobius is uh, someone who can see through people. Uh, quite honestly, I, I think that him treating Loki the way he does is because he he can read him. 
uh, and he can read him very well. I mean, just look at that scene from the episode this week where, uh, you know, that whole interaction with, uh, I, I, as soon as I'm done, uh, she's gone. Well, she's dead. She's been erased. Oh, good. Very good. <laughs> and then Mobius starts laughing and he goes, oh my God, you love her. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, that whole interaction, he, I, I think that Mobius does things for a reason. And he keeps saying to Loki, you know, I know that you think you're 10 steps ahead of everybody, but I'm actually a couple of steps ahead of you. And that, and, and, and he's saying that for a reason. He's saying it because it's true. And uh, so, so I think that that's why he has the, the, I think that's why he behaves around Loki the way that he does is that he, he's trying to get reactions from him so he can read him better, even better each time. It seems to me that Mobius is the only person who can tell when Loki is telling the truth and when he's lying. Seems to be. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that um I yeah, it, to me you you're kind of having to go across like a little bit of a what do you call it there? When when you're just kind of like treating them nice and everything just to make sure that you can actually get what you want on the back end and stuff like that. Feels well, like, you're talking about good cop bad cop kind of a thing or something else. Yeah, kind of like that. Feels like he might be just trying to like, okay, this is the next thing. Cause I think he feels like he knows him inside and out. And that's how, you know, maybe he's too confident in what he thinks he knows. That's just a guess. Mm -hmm. Trying to make things interesting. You know, I know that we, I know that this isn't a written question this week, but I, I got to ask this question. Mm -hmm. Did you think that the, I, I, at the beginning of this show, I thought that this show was going to be a lot more procedural. And I thought there was going to be a lot more like office politics stuff with this show. And it's not that show at all, but that's what I thought it was going to be originally. Or what did you think the show was going to be after the first episode? Yeah, I mean, that's about kind of maybe something close to that where they would kind of go around looking for different, uh, the idea of like there's these nexus events where someone is hiding out, finding those things. I thought we were going to maybe, you know, jump around to different points in time and stuff and go like, oh, here's this thing and here's the end of this thing. And we're always just shy of getting, you know, getting the tail and all that kind of good stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that's what I thought. And then maybe eventually we'll get down to that final one where we finally catch up and then, you know, all the rights are wronged and, you know, we all go home in a Cadillac. Mm. I, I, that's, that's, that was a guess. And then again, I, I knew so little about this. I don't even know, like maybe I watched a teaser trailer and that well, was I'm about not it. talking about before. I'm not talking about before the show but e started. But even then, like I said, e even after that first one, like that's as best as I could have guessed is that they would go around and then maybe eventually end up at one final thing that we kind of recognize from movies or other situations and stuff like that. And I then, thought it was going to be more X-Filesy than it is. I'm glad. I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I I would love either. I, I love the show, but I would love the other thing also. Like I, I almost like a TVA spinoff show where it's just the TVA. Yeah, I could see that. But that would be fun too. But they will never make that show. Mm, not at this time. It feels like at least there's no way they've got way too many characters that they need. You know, to to spirit the, forward. The, the rough problem to have. You've got big characters with which that you can actually pull a whole thing off yes. with. Uh, let's jump on to 11 here. If the two Lokis were such a problem, why didn't the TVA just let them die on Lamentis? 
This is a quick, good question, Bruce. Uh, this is uh, this is a much better question than your stupid vanilla ice question at the top of the show. So don't think that you're asking the best questions this week. I think the people brought the best questions this week, quite honestly. And next week when you come in and you say, hey, I asked, I, I had the best questions. The answer is no, you did not. Incorrect. Uh, I, 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 but this is a, this is a good question. I don't know why. Uh, uh, and, and, and I'm, I'm hoping for a, a reason in the next episode versus because the plot needed it to happen. Like, I really hope that that's not the answer. And I, and, and I trust Marvel enough at this point that they're going to give us an answer to it. I just don't know what that answer is. Yeah, I think it comes down to the whole idea of, and you can always point back to this, and it's kind of a nice little out for stuff. It just go like, nope, that's what the that's what the real timeline would want. Like we knew that this was gonna this this whole sojourn off here to get to this point and then to come right back. We knew that was gonna happen the entire time, and and, and they even make a point about that in the earlier mm. stuff. Going like, you mean all the stuff that went on through all of these? You know, they didn't say these words, but through all these movies and all this crap, it's like that's what you planned on happening. And they're like, yeah, all the Infinity Stones, all this. That's that was our plan for all of these things to unfold exactly as they unfolded. That's what we were looking for and that's what we accomplished and i feel like that will always be their kind of default is like oh no 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 we, we planned it hoping, that way i'm just hoping that that's not it you know like i, I i'm hoping that there is a, a better reason than what you just said oh no i hope there is too because it's not a great one of just like oh no that was our plan the entire time it is because it needed to happen because well like like uh, you know i'm wanting more of an explanation than well because we needed it to happen because i said so that's why like i really don't want that to be it nuts number 12 is this entire show an allegory that in order to love others you must love yourself first I feel like it certainly wants to be that. That seems to be the the theme that they're that they're kicking to so far. Um, do you believe that to be a true statement that you gotta love yourself first? I think I, I don't know. I'm like sometimes I think yes, sometimes I think no. I know that I started treating people a lot better once I was good good with myself. Yeah, I think yeah. Exactly. When 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 you when you give at least a little bit of crap about you, then you do tend to put that onto other people and and put them in a higher regard. I suppose that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's kind of you know. So the answer is yes. Number thirteen in the mid credits scene, uh, OG Loki sees four figures. Three of them are dressed traditionally like Loki with horns. The fourth figure is a black guy with no horns but a hammer made from a wrench. Is this a variant Loki or a variant Thor? Steampunk Thor, maybe, since Mjolnir looks like it's made from a wrench. That comes from our buddy Nate. Well, Nate, the more important question here is that. Is that lizard wearing the Loki hat? Is that the pet of the kid or is that another Loki? The consensus that I've seen is that it's another Loki and perhaps it's the uh, the the Loki from Roller Gator. And if you've seen Roller Gator, just can't, oof, I'm sorry. <laughs> I only know of Roller Gator and I know someone's like a far more famous person's brother is in that movie, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We got we got uh, we got a Sheen brother in that one. That's right, one of the Sheens. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, good. It is uh, <laughs> one of. It is like as bad as you think a movie is. 
Like this is like Roller Gator is one of those that not even like it feels like even Riff Tracks has to like struggle to make that movie still worth watching with all of the jokes included. And it's isn't it shot on bad. like mini DV or something like it, that? Like it, it might as well have been. It looks <sighs> like just dog turd and it is just this 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 gator puppet it's just it's the worst thing you've ever seen go look it up roller gator if you haven't congratulations i've wasted your entire weekend don't 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 bother watching the movie just see like the clips that you need to watch yeah uh so right to get to to get to your question though nate martin sheen (laughs) so is this uh is this a variant loki or a variant thor steampunk thor i i think that man what I'm hoping for is I'm hoping for variant Thor, right? Because we haven't seen any variant Thors yet. And if that is variant Thor, there is a puncher's chance that we will get to see Beta Ray Bill. So I'm really, really hoping that that is, uh, that, that is a different Thor. Because uh, we never even came close to getting a Beta Ray Bill in any of the Thor movies. And well. I thought that we would. I mean, we got the we got the kind of statue as well. There's sort of the thing. one statue head right on kinda. the on the on the planet there uh, on the garbage planet, but that's it. Like that's it. How how about some Beta Ray Bill? Damn it! Well, stranger things have happened. So who's to say? Uh, Fourteen. This one's from Bruce. Why are Tim pads less secure than an iPhone? <laughs> that's a very good question. It is. And and worse. I hate to say this. But the answer is because they need to be. Well, that's true. I think almost worse than that is, it's like these are things that are the size of an iPhone, but yet apparently you can't even plug into a regular, you know, your 120 or something like that. You've got to plug it into <laughs> like, a, a, like a nuclear bomb or something in order to. Get, I'm like, bro, you might as well try to get that battery to be a little bit more efficient, my dude. You got to plug it up to a nuclear <laughs> reactor that's going to send people off the face of a planet. How about you just plug it in? We'll be all right. A little USB action. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, where are you plugging in at the TVA where it's always working? Like, like, do, are, is it all a nuclear run facility? Everybody's got like a little like suitcase nuke, like one of those right. little ones that's in the little uh, thing. Uh, that's the only thing I can imagine because everyone is there walking around with like irradiated bones. <laughs> Well, it's like, or, or, you know, even worse, it's some like dumb DC thing where like, you know, like, well, it's powered by three mini black holes, you know, like just something <laughs> idiotic that DC would do like that. Don't shake it up too bad or, you know, there'll be some temporal, uh, you know, upset stuff going on right there. And, you know, that's just, that's a whole nother book, right? Fifteen. If you were taken from the TVA and they were using you as a janitor in the building, would that make you more mad than if they made you an agent? See, this is a good question because like part of me goes, at least if I was a variant who was just cleaning up stuff, I'm just the guy who kind of cleans up stuff. I'm not really the guy who's in charge of running things or possibly, you know, doing bad for the world itself. So I feel like you can at least take a little bit of solace in going like, look, man, they just pointed me to a thing and said, you know, clean up the vomit. And I and I did because I was a good. So you would be less mad if they made you the janitor than if they made you like a section chief. Well, I mean, am I is it one of these jobs where I can kind of skirt stuff a little bit, you know? 
where you you know the type of job where even, like even in your imagination you're trying to find a way to do less yeah work. yeah you just kind of go off you smoke oh my god you smoke a cigarette for 15 minutes or something just to get away from the hustle and bustle <laughs> of the work like i feel like that's something you could accomplish in this role I don't know that if you're in charge, you're going to get a chance to step away for a hot minute. Only Adam Portridge tries to find a way to get to do less work in in a hypothetical situation. Uh, Reach for the stars, everybody. (laughs) 16. In episode three, Sylvie makes a statement overshadowed by Loki's groundbreaking confirmation that she has maintained a long-distance relationship with a mailman. What is the over-under that this person is Casey, played by Eugene Cordova? Cordero? Cordero. Cordero. Sylvie visiting the TVA would explain her extensive knowledge on display in episode four and how she made a special friend along the way. That's from our buddy Kev. Well, Kev, uh, I don't know who Eugene Cordero is. I don't either. And I was I, this felt like a Bruce question to me. That's why I really included it because it felt like that would be something that he would certainly know. Well, uh, if you can vamp for oh, there we go, right there. Okay. Oh, oh, he's the guy behind the desk. He's the guy. He's the guy that uh, Loki at the in the first episode uh, threatens, and uh, he's like you know like he's the male guy. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I got you. You yeah. know, he, he's the one that's in um, uh, Kong Skull Island and all that. Okay. Okay, so who, that's who that guy is. I am very sorry, Kev. So uh, it, it is a very real possibility uh, that at the end of the show, we find out that uh, that, that character is uh, is the one that Sylvie's talking about. I think that's that, that totally would happen. He feels happen. like, because like, he feels like one of those... Um, I, lack of a better word, just kind of guest performance people that come on and it's like, we hired you specifically, you know, you've got this face, you've got something that we want. You're a little bit beyond just our kind of like, oh, you're a guy that's, you know, working in the TVA. We've got you a couple of good solid lines. He's got a good good couple of laugh lines in those early episodes and stuff like that. So he seems like a fun character. So why not? He's who Bill Simmons would call a that guy. Oh yeah, and, and he always he's like he's just always got that like a little statement or something. Where you're just like, ah, I like that guy. Yeah, he's gonna come in. He's gonna you know he's gonna pinch hit for you. He's gonna get a you know like a single and and advance the other guy to third. Like that's who this guy is. And and I, I think it's totally possible. I think it's interesting that if he is, because then Loki is like that guy. You know, like <laughs> th- th- that's a neat that th- that's a neat thing too. So t- it totally could be. Uh, and also it has a little bit, and I mean this in a good way where usually I mean it derogatory, but it has a very like Stanley feel to it that like these two things are connected. Um, where as, you know, Stanley would go way too far with it where everybody's, you know, family and like, uh, and, and that kind of thing. Um, I, this, this is a, this is a good, this is a good fine cap. Like I, I, I like this idea. Yeah. 17. 
When your boss's name is Ravona Renslayer, don't you kind of already know she's a villain? She's the best. She's the goodest, hardest of all of them in that in that group. Renslayer. <laughs> well, we didn't even know her name was Ravona Renslayer till this week, right? I, I don't remember getting her name before that. I don't think so either. But it maybe it, Ravona, maybe, but definitely not Renslayer. <laughs> It seems to be a little bit tell. It's like here's your here's your new character week, Batty McBatterson, and you're like, all right, I think that this might be a wee bit of a tell. Rent it's also, but you know, it's also on brand. I mean, this is something that Marvel does constantly. Oh, where... that's not no, no, nothing of a lie there. Is if there is anybody who was let me name this on the nose for you, it is one Sir Stanley. It just goes, yeah. no, trust me, this is going to be really good. Even the dumb kids will get this one. You know, his, his name is Demonus. Uh, maybe he's a bad guy. He could be a good one. You don't know. It's uh, everybody's on the fence on whether Mysterio is good or bad. <laughs> could be, could be Mysterio good. <laughs> Why not? Eighteen. When Richard E. Grant graduated from drama school, do you think he was hopeful that one day he would be a sixty-five-year-old man wearing yellow and green spandex? What in the hell is going on right now? Why <laughs> am I here? I have I been always, in many a I, great I, film. I, 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 I love Richard E. Grant, but I always think of him after the making of Hudson Hawk telling everybody how horrible Bruce Willis is in real life. He's like, that guy's not your friend. That guy's terrible. He's an awful person. And he made he made shooting that movie a living hell. Like I, I love I, that's what I love about Richard E. Grant, man. He does not care. No. He will tell you what happened. I, I, I'm always, I'm just a big fan of that guy. The fact that he even shows up in just a Star Wars movie in and of itself is like, wait a minute, what now? <laughs> he should have been in it from the beginning, man. That guy's great. Oh, he's, he's amazing everything. Uh, number 19, is there a future for Sif in the MCU? Did Marvel do her dirty after Thor The Dark World by writing her out? Why do you think uh, Jamie Alexander's performance in this episode was uncredited? That's from Tim. Tim, I didn't know this was uncredited. But that does make this interesting. Well, I think that she's uncredited because they want it to be a surprise. You know, they do this a lot with with actors where, uh, you know, whether it's Thor showing up in, I'm sorry, whether it's uh, 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 Captain America showing up in Thor, uh, you know, things like that. They don't like to tip their, their, their cards. And I understand that they shouldn't, you know, and it's a, it seems a little wrong to do that to Jamie Alexander because she's not the big star that, uh, that, that Captain America is, but it, you know, it happens. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping you're right. I would love to see her in the new Thor movie and I, and I don't see why she couldn't be. Um, I, it, 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 and who doesn't want to work with Taika Waititi? I mean, I would imagine that she is completely on board for that. Yeah. It's like, Oh, do you have a spot for me? Well, I suppose I'll show up for those right. girls. Just be a giant star. No, thank you. Number 20. How hard do you think it is to get a little Loki helmet on a crocodile? I would imagine very hard. 
<laughs> hold still. Well, the first thing, first things first, is you got to get measurements on it, and they do not like to sit still. I don't know what you know about little tiny alligators uh, or crocodiles. I, what's the difference? I always forget that one. Too. One's freshwater and one's saltwater, but I can never remember which one's like. Which. One's got like really bad teeth, and the other one's got like not so as bad teeth as in the comparison to the other. So there's something like that as well. I don't know. It's all, it's all, it's all like there's. They're just all little weird dinosaurs that have like somehow continued to live beyond it's the pale here and everything. And quite frankly, it's uh, it's frightening. And again, I point you back to Roller Gator if you want to see another <laughs> crocodile talk or some crap. All right, twenty one. In the fight scene at the end of this episode, why don't the Lokis use the disintegration side of the sticks? They're always just stabbing people with the pointy end. Uh, the pointy end doesn't cost as much. <laughs> well, that's exactly what I did not want the answer to be. But it feels like, like that may be the particular. Of course, case. that's the reason why. But like they, they need to come up with a reason for it. Like, uh, oh, they've got armor that the disintegration sticks won't work on. You know, yeah. like whatever. So I've, they can't hit themselves with it. I feel like it's at least a good, uh, you know, thing for them to do to just kind of have something else because. The other side of that would just be like a blunt object. I thought that was a cool thing that it was at least, you know, stabby. You know, you mm-hmm. got the blunt end that disintegrates you and the other end that's, you know, super stabby and stuff like that. And as far as weapons goes, I suppose you could do worse. Yeah, it's a pretty, I mean, it's a pretty cool weapon. I, and I like the design of those weapons even. Um, but I, it just didn't make much sense to me that, that the Lokis are stabbing folk instead of disintegrating folk. That's true. Twenty-two. Will we meet a Mobi? Will we meet a bunch of Mobius variants? And will one of them be an animal? If so, what animal? I'm thinking mongoose. <laughs> that is. Uh, cheers. That's from Matt from Bristol, UK, aka He Hulk. Uh, well, He Hulk. Um, there's probably going to be Mobius variants. Uh, I would imagine. And I, if I had to pick an animal for what he what mobius would be uh let's let's go with um man i don't i don't have a good one for this do you I, have anything i'm um, just saying that he's actually like not really an animal so much as he is a robot and that robot's only expression is wow Wow. Wow. Through every little, every little, they just turn around and they're like, what do you think, Robot Mobius? Wow. He likes it. You <laughs> like, know what? That's their what, I am Groot. <laughs> what animal does Owen Wilson do the voice for in the Fantastic Mr. Fox? Uh, I think he's kind of a, um, cause he's the, he's the coach for the, the whack ball team. I think is what they call it. I, I want to say he's a dog. Coach Skip. So, yeah, he is the dog. Yeah. So he'd be a dog. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Dog. <laughs> dog. 23. This is this is Bruce's question here. I read an article that compared the end credit sequ- uh, scene to the Council of Ricks. Do you think this is an apt comparison? And I put this question in because uh, I have perhaps an idea, but I'm not quite sure of what the Council of Ricks is. Uh, hopefully you have a better clue than I. Well, I'm glad you put this in because uh, I don't watch Rick and Morty. Uh, I know what the Council of Ricks is just through, uh, you know, being in nerd culture. Uh, but I, I don't know what it is. Uh, so I, I, I can't answer it. 
I, I think that uh, uh, if people are comparing it to it, then then I would imagine that it's probably th- that we're probably close. Yeah, that's why I included it, because initially my thought was just like, I don't know what this is. Perhaps it is something that is like that, and maybe Bruce can tell me exactly what the thing is. But alas, here we are. Let's go to question 24. Tom Hiddleston is going to be known as Loki for the rest of his life. Do you think he's cool with that? Uh, I think at this point you probably have to be, especially like not for nothing, Uh Loki is the character that kind of made his career. I'm not saying sure. that he obviously didn't do things before, or nor will he do things after. I'm sure he has uh, plenty of things lined up in the future. I, while the movie itself was not great, his uh, his portrayal as Hank Williams uh, in that movie was actually pretty good, even though the movie itself was kind of so-so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think so. It's going to be a little bit tough, and that's always a shadow that you have to get out of uh, especially when you're in a big thing. And let's be honest, he's been in other stuff as well. But I think Hemsworth is going to have like at least a little bit of a, you know, there's always going to be a, well, that's Thor kind of thing yeah. going on as well. So it's 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 difficult when you get there and to see what these people are going to do with this level of stardom and notoriety that comes along with these things because we are at a, uh, a point where these things are just as popular as they've ever been, if not more so. So... I think the age of like, of, you know, like Christopher Reeves not wanting to be known as Superman for his whole life or, you know, Mark Hamill not wanting to be known as, as Luke Skywalker when he was younger. Um, I think, I think that those days have passed for the most part, you know, I I mean, of course it's case to case, but I, I think that most actors, especially somebody who seems as, as laid back as Hemsworth is where like, look, I'm fine being Loki for the rest of my life. I'm going to go live in Australia and be awesome. You know, like th- that's basically what that guy is. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take other jobs and I'll be in movies that aren't funny that claim to be comedies like the new men in black and, and ghostbusters and stuff like that. But I think that, uh, uh I, I think he's totally fine with being, with being Thor. Uh, but with Hiddleston, the reason why I ask is because he is a, he is a, a, a classically trained actor. And so I, 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 I get the feeling that he, he loves being Loki. He wouldn't have accepted taking the TV show if he didn't love it. Yeah. But it, he does seem to have a little more baggage with him personally than someone like Hemsworth does. I, I can, uh, I, I see nothing wrong with that. Uh, let's go to 25. So the TVA shows up anytime there's a variant and prunes the timeline. However, Loki's timeline was already complete, life to death. Then he stepped out and took the Tesseract with him, meaning everything that happened in the main timeline was altered because there was no Tesseract. So even if Captain America put the Tesseract back right after Loki uh, left, it was missing for 40 years, which again, I feel like is part of the point. Uh, they think that they figured it all out, but didn't know what the F they were doing, uh, what they were talking about when, and then Kang's going to show up. That's from Kale. Well, Kale, I can tell you that Kang is not going to show up in this. He's not going to show up in Loki. Um, I'm not sure who's showing up in Loki because there's clearly someone behind it, uh, behind the TVA. I don't know who that person is. Uh, 
I have, I have some thoughts on this, but I, I don't know who it is. Uh, I, when it comes to the Tesseract thing, I think basically Marvel gets a, a, a hand wipe over all of this plot um, because of those, those charges that they set off, those time charges where everything disappears. I think that that's what happens to Loki when they pulled him out of the timeline, because as soon as they grabbed him, everything else that happens previous to that gets wiped away, including the Tesseract. So the Tesseract gets put back where it needs to be, blah, 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 blah. End of story. Um, and so that's kind of their, like, you know, their hand waving it's magic kind of a thing. And uh, uh, I kind of, it's kind of a cheat, I, I admit, but it's, it's how they're going to play it. I mean, we will never hear about the Tesseract again, I don't believe. Yeah, I, I can, I don't know that you necessarily need to. But that's exactly my yeah. point. That's exactly what I just said. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go on to 26. Uh, if you found out you were a variant and Lady Loki showed you your life before and it was your present life, would you feel like you were really missing out on anything? Basically, what he's asking is, do you like yourself? <laughs> yeah. Like this, to me, this was such an interesting Bruce question that I was like, I feel like I have to throw this in here because Bruce may need to tell us something. <laughs> but, uh, so, okay. So I look back and I see what I've, what I'm currently on and would I be okay with that? Is, is Yes. I mean, what's my alternative? <laughs> <laughs> Am I like, I mean, I feel like that's how I feel with life anyway, which is like, like I could be super pissed about a lot of stuff, but I, I figure my time and life is better spent trying not to be those things. So I, I do my best to, to not try to do that kind of stuff as best I can. I know it sounds like I don't sometimes, but it is true. Well, look, let's, let's take ourselves out of this question for a second. Basically what Bruce is asking is, Vin Diesel in the current timeline we are in. Okay. Vin Diesel is the missed opportunity timeline of Vin Diesel because he was a writer and a director and an actor, and now he's just guy who scowls at camera. And right. I smell a, a fart, money. so you look at my face. Right, and he gets paid a ton of money for doing that, and he, he's made more money than he ever thought he would. Yeah, yeah. However, he thinks of himself as a creative auteur, and so all he sees is just missed potential in himself. So if there was a, if there was an alternate timeline where Vin Diesel is the, uh, uh, you know, the Wes Anderson of whatever his <laughs> timeline is, you know what, Wes Anderson, that's too, that, that, that's too, uh, that's too twee. Uh, let's say uh, that he was Paul Thomas Anderson, okay. right? So if he's the Paul Thomas Anderson of his reality, he would absolutely prefer that over the Vin Diesel reality we are in, which is guy who's just <laughs> scowling. You know what I mean? And so to answer your question, Bruce, I am really totally good with where I am. Like I like this version of me very much. So I could see that there's probably other six more successful versions of me and that's great, but I really like who I am. And, and so I would be totally fine if this was my timeline. I suppose it could be worse. Uh, <laughs> in uh, 27. 
If you could recast Sylvie, who would you cast? Okay. First of all, I know why this question is asked because I, I, I just I, like I know the person who's asking this question, which is you. And uh, I, I've, here's the thing we went down an avenue for Loki that is the opposite of what one would think of as the Loki. You know, we have Tom Hiddleston. We know what Tom Hiddleston looks like. The lady version of Tom Hiddleston does not necessarily, at first blush, look like the the lady uh, Sylvie who we got this time. I I figure somewhere along the line, you need some. You, you want you want a Sylvie that looks more like Kate Blanchett did in the second in the other Thor movie than you do in in say what this one looks like in this one, right? Well, first, well, first of all. Uh, that is that is the the <laughs> that is absolutely correct. Everything you just said is yeah, correct. exactly. See, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that Kate Blanchett is the most attractive Kate Blanchett has ever been in her life. Agreed. I, I love that Kate Blanchett. Uh, yes, a thousand times. Yes, yes, please. Yes, yes, yes. But I, I will tell you, if money is not an object, uh, who I would have chosen is somebody who says that she doesn't even like comic book movies and she's not going to be uh uh mrs fantastic in the new fantastic four movie whatever that's going to be oh joan osborne i didn't know she was still oh that's not who we're talking about joan osborne i don't know it's just the weirdest i was just like what's the weirdest choice that i could come up with right now that anyone would be like i haven't thought about that name in 30 years (laughs) you know I, i think emily blunt would be the perfect the perfect lady Loki. Uh, like if money is not an object, she's perfect. I listen. Uh, I, I like a little. Uh, if we're gonna go the the mischievous route, as it were, um, I'm gonna go a crazy Aubrey Plaza in there. I wouldn't mind seeing that 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 kind of uh, insane to match his kind of insane. I think that could yeah. work. I'd like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a fan. So write that That's one. That's good. That's good. Uh, This next one uh, comes to us from Larry. Uh, Larry writes in addition in uh, excuse me, the addition of kid Loki to the MCU further sets up the young Avengers as you all predicted back in WandaVision. But does that make sense from an acting standpoint? These kids are going to grow up in between projects. That's from our buddy, Larry, Larry, uh, your wife wanted to wish you a big giant happy birthday. She tried to give me money to do it, but I won't take any of it. But uh, Larry, we do want to say a big giant happy birthday to you. And uh, thanks for uh, joining in on our Patreon over at, HMP and all the kind of good stuff that we do, but uh, happy birthday to you, buddy! Happy birthday, buddy! Uh, but yeah, listen, I I like the idea, Kid Loki showing up and stuff like that. It does set up for these uh, further Young Avengers. But as we've seen, even within the Marvel MCU itself, uh, like Scott Lang's kid getting reproduced uh, or getting replaced as uh, what's her face there from the uh, Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, so there's. There's all no, no. That's from that's for the other. That's for the uh, Hawkeye. But there's another one. Oh, uh, the gal from Freaky. I forget her name. Blonde girl. Oh, I can't. I know. I know who you mean. But uh, she. But she's real good. So she's she's yep. gonna be Scott Lang's kid in 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 the next one and stuff like that. So it, it's not that it's unprecedented for this kid stuff to to happen and people get replaced. But I think you're right though. There's something about. Announcing all of this kid stuff really quick, and you know, unless they're feeding them coffee and cigarettes, they're going to start growing up. Oh man, I was getting ready to yell at you because it seemed like you didn't answer the question at all until the very end there. So good job by you. Thank you. 
Um, uh, I think that I think that they are casting the right kids. To be honest with you, Larry, I think we don't know anything about Kid Loki yet because we haven't seen Kid Loki. Like I, I would imagine, we're going to see him in the next in the next episode. Hopefully, exclusively, uh, just all alternative Lokis. I, I really hope so, man. Richard E. Grant just chewing up scenery with Tom Hiddleston. Get out of here. Give me that all day. But. Uh, we're going to see how good this kid is. And, and, you know, they've been pretty good at casting the kids. I think, you know, even though I, it seems like I always have to bring this up whenever I bring up WandaVision, I do not like WandaVision, <laughs> but I do like that one kid on that show. I thought that he was a very good little actor and the other kid was not. That other so, kid can suck eggs. We don't care. But that one kid was a really good little actor. And so I, I think that we're going to find out really quickly. If you're right here, that they're, that they're, that they're really, bringing up the timeline really fast, especially since we know what's coming out, you know, they're there. We know what the Marvel projects are for, for Disney plus and young Avengers is not on that list. That isn't to say that it won't be on the list in two years, you know, like they're going to, they're going to get it into production at some point here, but these kids aren't going to be kids. You're absolutely right. You know, the, the, the two boys that are on WandaVision, I mean, they will have been three years removed from when they shot WandaVision to shoot Young Avengers. And they're not going to be kids anymore, really. So uh, <laughs> th- this is an excellent point. No, I thought one of those kids died in Vietnam. That's how old these kids are. Uh, 29. 29, should every show have a bunch of alternate versions of their main character in case they need a need to pull a coy in Vance. Uh, see, kids, uh, if you are under the age of 40, you're not going to get this reference. <laughs> it's a Dukes of Hazard reference where for two years, the main stars of the Dukes of Hazzard uh, refused to do the show for, for less money. Uh, they wanted their contracts renewed and they wanted more money. And CBS said, absolutely not. And so the two main stars are like, well, then we'll see you later. And then two cousins we had never met before. Coy and Vance become the, the 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 two cousins that you watch on the Dukes of Hazard. So for literally two years, we watched two people we had never heard of before driving the General Lee for two years, and then the two main actors come back to the Dukes of Hazard, and and you get the you get the Duke boys that you know, right? You don't think uh, that I can get rid of Tom Wopat in two seconds? I could get you a new Tom Wopat in two seconds right now. I could do it. I'll just walk out in the street and pull you a Tom Wopat left and right. They're they're and, they're all on they're littered on the streets in Los Angeles. And so basically, what Bruce is saying here is that if you can't get Tom Hiddleston now, you have all these variants so that you can you can put whoever you want in place here, right? Oh no, it's a, it's a great strategy. It, it, and, and it's really smart, especially with someone as beloved as Tom Hiddleston is. And it feels like that's literally what they're doing is they're setting it up to where Tom Hiddleston will not be Loki for much longer. And so, you know, I, I think I think you can't pull this trick all the time, uh, but I think that you can pull it right now and they are going to do it. And I think that we're going to get a new Loki here to where, you know, it they're trying to make it feel like it's the same Loki, even though it isn't, you know, it's almost like a doctor who thing where like, yeah. Oh, he's transformed himself. It's hey, oh, he's, a, huh? he's the same guy, but not really. You buy it. Don't you come on. It's, say you buy it, please. We really need so, you to be on board. And so, you know, they're, they're, if you can do that with one character, you can absolutely do that with Loki. And, and that's what they're doing. And that's great. Yeah. 
Let's round it all out with question 30. So who do you think is actually behind the TVA? Well, we saw robots, and that kind of was true, but then it feels like there's got to be somebody that's controlling said robots. Um, this, it's, this is a tough one. I'm going to go. I still like the um, the question that we got, what, probably two weeks ago at this point, that the TVA symbol, when you turn that upside down, or backwards, or whatever the hell it was, yeah, is that you end Val. up getting Val out of it. And frankly, I absolutely love that. And I think that that's, uh, with tying into everything, my guess is, and, ooh, now get this, dig this, is that you've got the uh, Black Widow coming out next week, and you know, and we still have Loki still after that, right? And we are, from what we've been told previously during Falcon and the Winter Soldier, is that Val was initially going to debut in Black Widow. So at this point in the initial kind of run of everything, Val would have already been introduced to us at this point. So having her uh, be some sort of entity in this show would not go far beyond this realm of imagination in my thought. Okay. These are all good thoughts. I think that you're, I think, and, and, and to add to your theory, uh, to to the to, to whoever's theory this was in the first place, um, uh, they moved when the shows premiere, that you know to Wednesdays, mm-hmm. and I think that there might be a, a very good reason for that is that there is some very loose connection between these two shows, and if that connection and, and that connection could very much be Val, mm-hmm. but I think I think that. And this is going to disappoint people if this is actually what the case is. But I think that the person behind the TVA is Loki. We have actually had a couple of uh, listeners, and like, despite the fact that we have a gajillion listener questions in this show, many people are so awesome and add like three or four questions a piece. It's almost like trying to, uh, you know, whittle down the show from each of them to each, then you guys, and then to me and everything, and getting it down to these uh, final thirty questions and everything. But there have been people that have uh, bandied that about as a as a as a possibility. So uh, I think there's other people that are on the same page. Yeah, makes sense to me. Well, we'll certainly find out more about that in the uh, the next couple of weeks here. Because what do we got? Let's see. That was what four. So now we yeah. have uh, th- uh, what two more of these two. things to go. Man, this sucker is uh, flying through fast and furious. But uh, we're certainly going to enjoy it and uh, talk about the rest of those and all the other fun Marvel stuff that will come up. Uh, too sweet, I would imagine, because uh, they've been shooting Miss Marvel stuff, and uh, they'll be shooting uh, like She-Hulk stuff soon, and probably eight hundred other things that you know we we know about, but have probably forgotten about in some way, shape, or form. So we'll be uh, covering all of those. So again, stay subscribed to uh, this channel. We really appreciate that. This is where we do all of our thirty questions. Uh, if you'd like to go back and listen to all the ones that we did for Wandavision or for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, all those are available in the back catalog as well. So any of your Marvel. 30 question show will show up on this feed so just stay subscribed here and when the show moves on after Loki into whatever the next thing is then we'll be jumping on that uh, same thing goes with uh, Mandalorian 30 questions and stuff like that we have a whole bunch of shows out there Sean what else uh, we also have Hero Movie Podcast which is our show we do every week and we've been doing it for a long time uh, this week 
we review the Filipino anime. Would you call it anime? Yeah, it's, uh, it's listed under Netflix original anime. So it, this is uh, it's listed as anime. Yeah, it's called Tresse, and uh, in it's a very interesting uh, uh, something different from what we usually do. And it, and it was a fun watch. Yeah, it's wild. It's all over the place, and we talk about that. So check that out at hearmoviepodcast.com. That is oh, and check out Bruce's uh, podcast. It's been rebranded into uh, Anime IO. So if you were out there in the podcasting universe and you want to hear Bruce talk a little bit more about anime, check out Anime IO or his YouTube channel, Bruce uh, YouTube.com slash C slash Bruce Leslie. So go check that out over there. Join us next week when we're asking another 30 questions for the absent Bruce Leslie. Sweet Sean Kovacs from the internet. My name is Adam Portress. See you next week, you mischievous scamps! <laughs>